been many times during the past year and a half in in producing this radio program. You wonder, you wonder if those that need to hear the message have heard the message. And you also wonder, is doing this program making any difference in the world? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, for those that hear the program Monday through Friday, and not just on the weekends, if you heard yesterday's program, I, I spent some time playing an audio cut from somebody most of you around the world have never heard of. Maybe some of you have, but but I'm certain on average, most people that listened yesterday and most people in the world had no idea about this particular individual from where the soundbite that I share came. This individual is one of those types that is somewhat behind the scenes, though visible, in establishing the new normals for the future world. Whether you want to admit it or not, organizations like the World Economic Forum that I spoke about yesterday, they will have truly a major impact on our world, on our schools, on our health care, on our economy, on our belief system. They will, in essence, be finding ways into every facet of our life. As I made clear yesterday, this individual, Yuval Noah Harari, has an unprecedented influence because of his connections. His connections to organizations like the World Economic Forum. He has been one of their top advisors. He's been one of their keynote speakers. He's also a professor, an author, a philosopher. And I ran into this story just yesterday. This story is about him again. And it talks about the fact that this author, Yuval Noah Harari, has begun work on a planned four-volume middle-grade series. In other words, like, you know, junior high years, 6th, 7th, 8th grade. A series on his favorite subject, the history of mankind. Now, Penguin Random House announced the other day that the first volume of his Unstoppable Us series, subtitled How Humans Took Over the World, will come out later this year in October. These plan to be aimed at our younger people. Now, for those that did not did not get a chance to hear yesterday's program, I want to share just a little 20-second audio clip that came out of, I believe, the 2018 major presentation that Yuval Noah Harari gave at the World Economic Forum in January of 2018. Listen carefully 
to what he said. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds. The IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. Do you understand the significance of what he just said? We will be the new designers. We will be the intelligent design behind everything. This individual does not believe in God. He's made that clear in a number of interviews that I have read and seen. A non-believer, he lives with his husband. In other words, it is a same-sex marriage. And he has a very unusual and unique view of the world that apparently the World Economic Forum embraces. Many of the people that he consults are the likes of, you know, political leaders in Germany, France, United Kingdom, United States, Australia and others, Canada. This this man has an undue influence because of his recognition through the World Economic Forum and other endeavors to which he's been involved over the years. Writer, professor, philosopher. And he is one of the heroes of our time to, to the most secular people on the planet. Have you noticed that the left seems to work hard to replace the standards we put to our children? Now, back on Tuesday, my guest in the program was a mother that has homeschooled her children, attempting to, to put in true and righteous values into her children, plus an uncompromised education that strictly deals in logic, common sense, and facts, and also from a biblical and Christian worldview. Of course, that is increasingly under attack. Oh, yeah, this guy, he's made the rounds. He's been interviewed on 60 Minutes on CBS Television, United States, Anderson Cooper. He has spent time with him. And this is what he tells the world leaders. Now, he has spoken twice as one of the major speakers, you know, not some little side uh, room. He was on the main stage of that Congress. And in 2018, between Angela Merkel and uh, Emmanuel Macron from France, he's not somebody that is just of, of low stature in the minds of those at the World Economic Forum. And he is setting policy and advising leaders all over the world. This is where we're heading. I want to share a few verses of Scripture and a few thoughts with you today. Now, maybe this will help you understand just a little bit better what I'm trying to share with you today. I'm going to go into 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 
and I want to share just a a handful of verses with you, and and I want you to take these to heart in light of what you just heard from Yavel Noah Harini. First Thessalonians chapter five, beginning at verse one. But the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Verse 4. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are the children of light. Listen to that again. Ye are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. That's pretty much a message that would not be shared by the World Economic Forum. They really believe, and I I am convinced, they are satanically led to believe that they now can be gods. Those that followed Satan into the abyss, they, they wanted to be gods. Go to the Garden of Eden. What did Satan, what did the devil offer Eat from that, you know, eat that apple. You won't die. If you do, if you do partake of that apple, you'll be just like God. This has been going on since the beginning of time. And now we've gotten to that arrogant place of trying to meld artificial intelligence, human beings, and machine. And as far-fetched as it sounds, just go to the websites of these people that have the ears and attention and respect of world leaders, and, and, and this is what they're, they're pushing for. I don't share a bunch of strange and weird stuff just for the sake of entertainment or clickbait or entertaining you or whatever the case may be. I, I share these things with you Monday through Friday and on a weekend edition of this program to help you to better understand the things that are happening right before our very eyes. I'm I'm convinced that we are rapidly approaching this is my opinion. I have no special knowledge. I'm not here trying to tell you what day the Lord is coming. But based upon looking at the times and the seasons that are around us, we're getting closer day by day. 
in Matthew chapter 24. I'm sure many of us have heard these words over and over and over again. Matthew 24, beginning at verse 38. Now remember, Jesus is sharing with his disciples the signs of his coming, this idea of being prepared, the idea of persecution, and a whole lot more, being ready. And he writes, and we see, we pick up in verse 38, for is as in the days of Noah were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus is giving a sign of his coming. These days of Noah, understand, the world had come to a very wicked place, a very evil place, a a very, a very satanic, for lack of a better word, place. And he found Noah. Remember that song from Sunday school, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord? He was a righteous man. And he was given the assignment of building the ark. And it took him quite a long time to build that ark. Century. And during that time, he preached this gospel of repentance. And everybody laughed at him. Everybody ignored him until the day the flood came. And then it was too late. People of faith are mocked and ridiculed all the time. Have been for centuries, and in our society today, it is increasingly going to get worse. I've mentioned this week the power of the tech tyrants, the tech giants. There's several things that I, I really believe firmly. I think that Facebook, well, has... A deeper tie, let's put it this way, a deeper tie to the American government and, uh, shall I say, the spy agencies than anybody would ever want to admit. And as I mentioned on yesterday's program, how clever, how clever these tech tyrants have been over the years. When Facebook started out, let's go back, 2008, Facebook starts out, new little company, A lot of folk didn't think it would go very well. After all, we have have places like MySpace and others. I mean, they're doing great. We don't need this little Facebook thing. But it became the new way for people to meet a new kind of community, freedom of speech like you've never had before, sharing your thoughts, your your jokes, your your family situations, your sadness, your triumphs, your your tragedies. In other words, the book of life, so to speak, not the lamb's book of life, but the book of life. You know what goes on in your world and others. I really believe from day 1 it was always it was always in the background that when these platforms and these well, revenue-generating websites became powerful enough where people were literally addicted to stay to stay on Facebook. I see people all the time. They get kicked off Facebook for 30 days, 
And and on the 31st day, they are back. They cannot wait to share with you what's on their mind. And in, and some people I know, in a matter of days, they're gone again for 30 days. It's become, it's become an addiction for many. They can't put it down. And I know that people that deal with psychology and marketing have worked diligently with Facebook for a nice fee to make the platform be something you always wanted to check in and look at. You don't want to give it up. No matter how evil you know inherently it is becoming, it's hard to give up. Look, I use it. Tell you one thing you can find out. It's what people are thinking and where the left is heading. They telegraph everything they're going to do. There are literally no surprises from the realm of Satan and what he wants to do with this world. Fill it with evil, fill it with deceit and confusion. They telegraph that daily. You don't have to take my word for any of this. If you have internet access, look up the World Economic Forum. Look at their own pages. Not something that somebody said about them. Look at what they put up. Same with uh, Yavel Noah Harari. Go to his website. Everything I'm telling you about him is right there on his website. The one run by he and his husband. They don't have to hide anything. Because people now are so ignorant of the scripture, ignorant of prophecy, ignorant of all of the things of God. They are devoid of common sense. Now that you've had decades of a public school education, destroying the the, the critical thinking abilities and substituting critical race for critical thinking, we have people that simply can't think for themselves. They, they, just, they can't or they won't. Jesus is talking about, in Matthew 24 and 25, the signs of his coming and the sign, the signs of the times. And I think the church, and I'm using the word church in a loose kind of fashion, I think the number of true believers left in the United States is a small minority of people, small minority. It's not some 50%. We already know from polling data that more than half of the population of the United States are non-believers and proud of it. Proud of it. Have no affiliation with any type of religion, organized or otherwise. That's just where we are today. And, And so when I look at these these scriptures, and I look at the world today, and I look at people that would get on a stage and make the statement you just heard a moment ago to listen to the words that he said from his own mouth. It's not surprising. Would somebody have been as bold to do something like that 20, 30, 40, even 50 years ago? Doubtful. Highly doubtful. There was a time that here in the United States, there was a time still in Canada. There was a time in Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom, Germany, France, 
Luxembourg, Switzerland, you name it, where if somebody was to have made a statement about we we are now the new intelligent design of this universe, of this world, of people and life, most people would have been repulsed by such a statement and given a no credence. But over all these years of of grabbing a hold of our educational systems, starting at first with many of our colleges and universities and working our way into the public school system. I mean, face it, once you've had the colleges and universities that train the teachers, now you're training the indoctrinators. And that's just how it's been working, whether we want to admit to it or not. Now, here's some good news. Yeah, there is good news with all this bad news. There really is. I often think of that hymn, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less Than Jesus' Blood and Righteousness. Gives me great security. As we come into these end times, now let let me make this very clear. As we enter into this very dark end time period, if this is that time, And it could be. I'm not saying that it is or isn't, but it could very well be. There are just no words that I could come up with. I couldn't find in the dictionary of my life dependent upon it. Of what our world is going to be like and and what it's going to be like when God's Spirit comes down upon those who claim his name. There are those that share the view. It'll be an unprecedented display of God's power on the earth when that time comes. Now, what's fascinating about all this, it goes to to 2 Thessalonians chapter 5. See, all these displays of God could be done to those whose hearts are now so corrupted by the evil which they desire. They've been given over over this period of time, to what St. Paul refers to in Romans chapter 1, the reprobate mind. And even when they they see truth, even when truth is laid out right in front of their very face, they can't see it. They won't see it. They're blinded to it. And yet those that still love the Lord Many will become a part of his end-time army. Truly, many will. They'll be given boldness and power and authority when that time comes. An outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God can come in a time of revival. It'll come as we come into these end times. It'll be a remnant This idea that the United States is still, by any stretch of the imagination, a Christian nation is, well, it's factually inaccurate. We are a minority Christian Christian nation now by far. Minority. And shrinking, literally shrinking with each passing day. After all, a guy like Yuval Noah Harari is going to be now having books 
in the hands of 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. A time to mold their lives, a time to, well, intervene in the direction. And we, we may also remember all the lies and deception that we're being demanded to believe. Gender is fluid. A man can join a girl's swimming team and compete like a girl. <laughs> this, this, we shared it all yesterday. And you become afraid to speak out. Oh, yeah, many people are becoming totally afraid to speak out. And so what do they do? Rather than get kicked off Facebook, they just slide back into a corner. Rather than proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ with boldness, they hide their light under a bushel basket. The Bible says to be salt and light in this world, and that salt that preserves. By the way, salt is a preservative. That preservative and that light, people have hidden the light, and they're no longer preserving. And when, a, when the salt loses its savor, it's time to throw it to the ground. Those are the times that we're coming in, my friend. Luke 21, 36. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and stand before the Son of Man. Now, let me say this again, and, and I know I, I don't want to get into this. I'm not going to debate it. I have with some people, and I choose not to. This doesn't mean that the Lord is going to remove his people from the earth so they never have to have hard times, but rather he will equip us with spiritual means to carry out his mission. I really believe there's going to be a supernatural outpouring of God's Holy Spirit that will empower Let's stop and think right here. First century martyrs of the faith. Second, third, and fourth century. There have been martyrs for 2,000 years. But back as a percentage of people, unprecedented numbers centuries ago. Do you think that you on your own mortal power would endure the death of a martyr? Every time I see the picture of the Coptic Christians being led to the Mediterranean Sea, those faithful servants of God in their orange jumpsuits being led by ISIS to the place of their martyrdom. CNN will never tell you this. MSNBC does not want you to know this. ABC, CBS... All, all of it. New York Times. The one part of the story they want to either ignore or de-emphasize is the fact that these men would not renounce their faith. You know, any one of those who had their head cut off on that fateful day, all they had to do was renounce Jesus Christ and they would live. In case you missed that, if they simply renounced Jesus Christ, they would live. 
They didn't. And I know it's not on the power of their will to face that kind of a death, but they faced it under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, real fast, before we run out of time in this segment, I saw a story, I think it was yesterday. Has anybody ever heard of a, a website called Patreon? Patreon. As I try to figure how to grow this radio program and trying to find things that can be done, and also in ways of supporting outreach beyond radio, in other words, for the website, for some other things that I really believe we need to be doing. I've considered when I have the time to maybe produce a, a newsletter, put it on Substack, have a few paid subscribers, maybe use like Patreon. Patreon is another one of those sites where content creators, people that do whether it's video or, or a podcast, or the written word, whatever the case may be, you'd have a platform and and a way to support your effort. In all honesty, there are there are several places, for example, that I am a paid subscriber because I believe the information that I'm receiving from some of these individuals is worth five or six dollars per month to each of those individuals. And so I I do it. And I thought one way maybe to help defray some of our small cost here was to do something like that. But I've just never felt quite comfortable yet. Well, this story comes out. Patreon purges two more conservative commentators. Now, Patreon, a platform that allows content creators and artists to get paid directly for their content, suspended Sydney Watson, the host of Blaze TV's You Are Here, not because of what she said on Blaze TV, but because of her off-platform activity. In other words, not things she's done on on Patreon. Not at all. Also, uh, Josh Lakash, host of the Wrong Opinion podcast. That happened about the same time. Now, in the case of Watson, she announced a suspension in a series of tweets claiming she was suspended for alleged hate speech. However, she she rarely posts on Patreon, which has led her to believe she was suspended strictly for activity done elsewhere. In other words, the tech tyrants want to control you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. They want to have that influence. And they are doing the bidding of many evil governments. And those evil governments, in my opinion, are doing the bidding of the spirit of Antichrist. Now, as I pray for direction for this radio show in the the days, weeks, months ahead, maybe years of God should tarry and not send his son, yet to come and redeem his bride, the church, would you consider helping us stay on shortwave radio? Very quickly, if you can, you can mail a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, 
number 3248. That's number 3248. And we are in Crestview. One word, Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, 32536. Let me know how you listen. We're trying to grow as a podcast, as a radio program, and I'm praying that God will continue to open doors over these days and weeks ahead. Your letter of support, your financial gift, by the way, you can support us at the website truth, the number two ponder.com, means more to me than you will ever know. And remember, I'm the unpaid employee here, and in fact, we have no employees here at Truth to Ponder. I'll see you on the other side of the break. I've got more to share. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The Call of Benjamin coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, the nice Jewish boy. Your Jewish connection bringing you the riches of your Jewish connection, your Jewish riches in Jesus. Now, get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In the book of Esther, Mordecai and Esther overcome Haman and his plot to destroy the Jewish people. Amazing thing, the story goes back to King Saul. King Saul was told to destroy King Agag and his house. Well, Saul didn't. And for that, Saul lost the kingdom. And somehow, perhaps in the intervening time before the prophet Samuel came in, one of Agag's sons escaped. In the book of Esther, we read of the rise of the power of the man named Haman, who's called the Agagite. In other words, a descendant of Agag. Because Saul failed to do what he was told to end the house of Agag, the house of Agag rose up later on to destroy the entire Jewish people. And God raised up Esther and Mordecai, who just happened to come from the same tribe of Benjamin that Saul was from, to fulfill the calling that Saul messed up. It was the second showdown of Benjamin and Agag. This time, Agag was much more powerful and the odds were stacked against Benjamin. Yet Mordecai and Esther from the tribe of Benjamin overcame him and was given the crown. So God has a calling on your life. Don't let it pass you by. Others can do the job if you won't, but you'll forfeit the purpose of your life. Do what you have to do, even if it's hard. Take the step you need to take now to be righteous and do what you need to do. And you'll receive your crown, you'll fulfill your calling, and Agag will be defeated under your feet. Listen, want more? Well, listen up. We got the answer for you. A free subscription to Sapphires with more teachings and warning uses directed. It can revolutionize your walk for victory. A free subscription. Also, the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries, to beam the word of life, the gospel around the earth by shortwave radio to every tribe and tongue. You can blanket the earth. Imagine it. It's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. We do it every week and you can be part. You'll love it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, fight the good fight, my friend, and fulfill your calling. Do what you have to do in Messiah HaDerech, the way.
is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I am your host, Bob Bierman. This has been an exciting week this past week. Work being done at the at the radio station, WRMI. There's a partnership I'm working with them regarding a, a transmitter. Now, some people have said, you haven't said too much about it, and it's almost like it's a big secret. Well, it's not a secret. It's just, as I mentioned the other day, I wanted to be certain that everything was going to come together and we didn't have the whole thing fall apart. Here's the bottom line on this project. I... I was able to locate a high-powered transmitter, one that I was very familiar with from my years in the industry building broadcast equipment. Now, it's true that WRMI at one time had uh, 14 operational transmitters, but there had been one that was no longer operational, and it hadn't been for a while. And that has been removed and replaced with another unit. And so this program can now also be heard on 9455 kilohertz. And this occurs at 9 p.m. Pacific time. 9 p.m. Pacific time. And over the days and weeks ahead, especially now that we're in the new shortwave season, we're going to try to see if we can find some more hours to air this particular program. From what I see in email and your correspondence with me, while many are listening now as a podcast, a tremendous number are still listening via shortwave. Now, I know some broadcasters that have been very short-sighted and pulled the plug on shortwave because, well, continued being on the air had nothing to do with how many listeners, but how much revenue the program would generate. And if they could generate more income from other places, that's where they went. I just feel this program was called to be primarily on shortwave. While we expand out to all these other wonderful places, I recognize that as the tech tyrants and others have their way, as I mentioned, in that story about Patreon and other other locations trying to shut down conservative and, in particular, Christian programming and programs, it's going to be a more difficult world, a vastly more difficult world. So uh, I'm endeavoring to stay on shortwave. Now, before we run out of time, I I got several things I want to share in this program segment. I've shared a lot in recent weeks, several verses out of 2 Thessalonians that I believe are important beyond words. I mean, literally, important beyond words. And I want to read you some of what St. Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica. And he writes, Now we beseech you, brethren, By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together unto him, that ye not be soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come. Now, this is what I want you to listen to carefully. 
For that day shall not come, except there be a falling away first, and that the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. I I look at what's going on, and I'm seeing the formerly great Christian nations, I use that term loosely, are rapidly falling away, falling away at unprecedented and breakneck speeds. So St. Paul continues. Now listen carefully to this verse. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, when you hear the first part of that verse, those in opposition, those that would exalt themselves above all that is called God. Remember what I just played for you before we went to the break? This individual from the World Economic Forum, this individual, yeah, he's got the ears of leaders all over the Western world when he said... Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds. The IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. These are among the many that exalt themselves above God. And these are the ones that are influencing public policy, governments, financial institutions, businesses, global corporations, via the World Economic Forum. I think next week we'll talk a little bit more about the WEF, its history, and what it stands for. But getting back to what St. Paul was writing. So we have those now, as you as you heard. They hey, we can be God too. We can be creative too. Watch us. Watch us. The man of perdition has got to be revealed. That's what we were told before in, in this word of God. I mean, the day is coming. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, this is what St. Paul writes in verse 5. I told you these things. And now you know what you withhold, withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let, until he be taken out of the way. We're coming into a very strange time. And and I, I see it I see things happening at such a rapid pace that if you had talked to me back when I was in high school or a trade school or college during my career, when I first got married, just as an on-air radio announcer, engineering, whatever I did, I would have listened to some of this kind of stuff and said, either this is untrue, what these people say at the World Economic Forum, I would have found it hard to believe that with such openness, these people of the Western world, well, they buy into this, and they're pushing that particular agenda. We're funding that particular agenda with our tax dollars. 
and as, as it says in, in 2 Thessalonians. And I want to just skip a few verses here. We know he's going to be revealed, and I want to just, because we're going to run out of time, and I don't want to have that happen. I've got a couple of things that I think you're going to really enjoy before the program ends today. To give you some real encouragement, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Then it says, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Look at where we are today. Denying the fact that a man cannot be a woman. We're denying that fact. That, yeah, men can have birth too. We see all this silliness. We're denying truth in unprecedented levels. Richard Levine is going running around saying that my name is Rachel Levine. And I'm an admiral. Uh, of the first female admiral in my capacity. This is insanity. This is the reprobate mind fully at work. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all powers and all signs and lying wonders. A lot of people are going to be deceived. Verse 11, And for this cause... God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they might all be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Let me tell you something. We're living in a very unprecedented time because of technology, information moves at literally the speed of light. We see tech tyrants trying to control that flow of information on a global scale. These truly are very unique times. The Bible, to me, is a book full of truth. And I'm encouraged even when I read all about these bad-sounding things because I know that we have victory. We have victory in our Lord. I also know that the Bible teaches me that I may be in this world, but I am not of this world, I believe that power of the Holy Spirit will empower and encourage me even in the most difficult times. Now, ran across this song the other day, decided to share it today for you as a great encouragement. I, I really hope you enjoy it.
Hey, before we end the show, rather than just one song of encouragement, allow me to share a second song of encouragement. There's a hope, a truth I know, when all around is shaking. There's a song my soul will sing, when all is fading, I believe. I'm gonna see your glory Jesus, my hope I'm standing on your word My eyes are on you, Lord oh. I will take heart You've overcome the world And I know heaven is my home Heaven is my home When troubles bring a bitter sting I will be still and trust you Scattered thoughts plague my heart. You are the peace I hold on to.
my home Heaven is my home I remember growing up as a young child My grandfather would play the piano at their house and frequently play a hymn that I got to know quite well. It was one of his, if not his favorite hymn. And he played for us young children and he would sing along with the, the words, I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. They did much for the cause of Christ in their life, but they were very prepared for when their time and their work on this earth was done. It is because of the kind of encouragement and the example that they set that I'm in the work that I do in producing a program like this today and recognizing that we are living in a very unprecedented time. Is Jesus Christ the most important thing in your life? Or is he just something you pay attention to on rare occasions when it suits your needs or I need something? Jesus is not a fair weather friend, though we tend to be a fair weather friend to to our Jesus. We are divided from an almighty God by the stain of our sin. There's nothing we on our own can do about it, but he, Jesus Christ, because of the blood shed on the cross, can save you from your sin. If you will just call upon his name and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Do you believe in the work that we're doing here? We're about to run run out of time. Love to hear from you how you listen to the program. If you do listen, and you can help us with the airtime too, that'd be wonderful. Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, mailing address Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview. Crestview, Florida, 32536. Crestview, Florida, 32536. We'll be back next week with more encouragement and more hope on Truth to Ponder. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.